Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. In this episode, we are excited to be joined by Derek Loki, SVP of Consulting at Teamalytics, an experienced executive with a passion for people, performance, and leadership to delve into creating a cutting-edge culture. Derek, welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me, Rob. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I know you're enthusiastic to share more information about the platform. So let's get right into it. Derek, give me some background information about you and your unique position as it pertains to executive coaching. Yeah, thanks, Rob. I, I definitely did have, um, what some might consider a unique path into this field. My passion for leadership and teamwork came from my experience, um, in the athletic arena on the football field. Um, I was a member of the national championship football team at the University of Texas in 2005. Uh, so I know that I've made some fans, but also some enemies already in this podcast. So, <laughs> so please forgive me for those, uh, non, non longhorns out there, but welcome horns. Um, that Go was ahead. a great experience. <laughs> yeah, that was a great experience. And then I went on and I was a captain of the team in the following years. Um, and so to me, it was just a great example of a team that had strong leadership, a common goal. Um, leadership coming from the coaching staff all the way from the top with Mac Brown, as well as, you know, being able to watch players, some more of the juniors and seniors on that team uh, that really just had, you know, selfless service and led by example. But at the same time, they knew when to speak up and really provide uh, some of that vocal leadership when needed. So I saw, um, you know, what a group of people really focused on a united goal could accomplish. And that was fascinating to me. Um, and then I went on and, and spent a couple of years in the NFL and, and three years playing there um, and saw the same amount of talent on the football field, but it didn't quite gel as well in the locker room and other places. And the results weren't uh, what we wanted in that arena. And so that really, really intrigued me, that concept where some teams and some talented people work together and they accomplish what they want to accomplish. And then in other cases, it just doesn't work out. So that stuck with me. And since then, I've been really devoted to studying leadership and team dynamics in the executive and the professional sports space. And I've been able to do that with Teamalytics, which has been great. Well, my I in another part of my life, I'm a sports broadcaster, so I'll, I'll withhold the urge to talk further sports with you. But we'll dive in and go a little further. But it's a pleasure to have you on. I, I, I knew who you were coming in. I didn't want to give it away. Derek, explain how you got involved with Teamalytics, what you do with the company, and discuss your recent involvement at Hunt Scanlon's Culture Conference. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so I met the founders of Teamalytics during my time in the NFL. Uh, we actually at Teamalytics and then and still do provide a lot of the um, behavioral assessments in areas like the combine or the pre-draft analysis for teams. And so I came across some of our products in that um, in that space. Um, we also today continue to work with over half of the NFL starting quarterbacks, utilizing our proprietary behavioral assessments and, and coaching uh, through affiliates and things like that. So Teamalytics was in that professional space, and that's where I kind of came in contact with them. Um, but I found and was able to meet the founders and found that they were equally passionate about you know, the same concept I was intrigued with, which is studying leadership and studying teams. And they were on their own journey. It's been a 30-year journey for them studying and developing tools and coaching methods um, to drive winning outcomes in, in the environments of the military, government, uh, the K-12 education space, and then Teamalytics, our focus, obviously, with companies and, and professional sports teams. And so just enamored by um, that kind of symmetrical and parallel path and, and purpose that they had and what I was kind of wanting to do after football. And so when my football career ended, very unceremoniously, there was uh, no press conference. The phone just stopped ringing, and that's how you know your NFL career is done. 
Um, so that when that, so when that happened to me, I called up the founders of, uh, of Teamalytics and, and wanted to join up and I've been there for 12 years. So that's kind of how I got started. Um, my role now, I lead our consulting and product teams and, and working with that, um, those groups of, of wonderful men and women with that shared purpose to help our clients be better each and every day. So that's kind of what we do there. Um, and we did, we did get to go to the culture conference re- recently. It's a great conference. Uh, one of my colleagues, Steve Dwyer, he spoke on a panel and then we submitted a chapter for the Hunt Scanlon report uh, that I would encourage all the listeners to check out if they haven't already. And the, the title of that were two keys to creating a cutting edge company culture in a work from home world. So yeah, great experience there at the conference and, and thanks for having us. Oh, it was, it was our pleasure. Steve was outstanding. I, I remember him. I was the moderator of that event and, uh, he did an excellent job. What were, what were some of the key things you learned at that event? And, and, you know, generally overall or diving into, to anything that you, you want to kind of drill down to? What'd you pick up from the conference? Yeah, thanks. I, I, Learn so much, and I always do at the Hunt Scanlon conferences. So I would encourage anybody, if you haven't been to one, check them out. You're going to learn um, not just about kind of the topic that that may be broadcast or headlined, um, but a lot about talent in general when it comes to um, really anything in that space. So I, I would encourage participation. But if I think about what I learned uh, at this specific conference, you know, number one, you just kind of stand in awe a little bit of the people that are in the room. You know, where else can you find leaders, talent leaders from Coca-Cola, NASDAQ, GM, all in one place. And then they're willing to share some of their strategies and the things that they do internally um, to drive culture. I mean, it's amazing. They're using the same decks that they use to brief their executives in a lot of cases on how to drive culture within their organizations. They're sharing that with us uh, as a general audience. So I just love that because you learn um, so much in, in that kind of space. And uh, when it comes to specific learnings, you know, there were some really strong frameworks and takeaways around culture. Um, one person, I believe it was Carolyn Taylor, she defined culture as the patterns of behavior that are encouraged, discouraged, and tolerated by people and systems over time. Um, what a great definition that really captures kind of what culture is, something that can seem complex and, and kind of hard to um, hard to put into words. But I, I love that definition. And, and we use a very similar one um, at Teamalytics as well. But, you know, the, the thing that sticks out to me most in that definition is the word behavior. And I love that because studying and coaching leadership behaviors, that's the core of what we do at Teamalytics. We believe that leadership and the construct of teams is really the core component that drives culture in any organization. So that, that really stuck out to me and, and love, you know, what Carolyn brought to the table. Um, you know, another thing that stuck out, several talent leaders talked about culture being elevated into a new management, um, discipline, you know, like marketing or R and D or operations. Um, even adding CPIs, right? Culture performance indicators, uh, to the KPIs that companies kind of study and measure. And I love that in one way, just adding some more, you know, rigor to that process of, of being intentional about that culture. Um, but I do think there's, there's a risk when you try to separate and pull out, uh, things like culture or maybe DE and I from the regular operations flow of the company. I think yeah. when the companies that we work with where we've seen that, you get kind of this gray area of responsibility. Is it the business unit leader? Is it a team leader in the organization that's responsible for the culture? Or is there this separate team that's kind of working on that and owning it? And how do those two entities interact to make sure there's real clarity on who is owning driving the culture throughout the organization? So that was one thing we, we learned and picked up on, but one kind of risk that stuck out to me, um, you know, from thinking about it that way. 
Carolyn was out. Carolyn was outstanding. I'm still just thinking about bringing her up. Yeah, she she really set the tone for the day. So I'm glad you brought her up. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's great. Great. Uh, you know, she was just one of many speakers, and and a lot of these concepts are coming from others that um, that I'm maybe not you know specifically calling out. But um, so so if that's you and you're listening, uh, apologies. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not an intentional um, omission there. Um, but yeah, I think the last the last thing that really stuck out to us was just an emphasis and importance on the concept of coaching as a management and leadership style and function, you know, the importance um, and the new role for leaders, especially when you think about hybrid or work from home environments um, to become those coaches for the people downline in their organizations. And you're not just coaching everyone that's in the office, maybe like you were previously, you've got to really uh, focus on the differences in people that are coming to work, um, people that are coming in remotely, uh, and that sort of thing. And, and at Teamalytics, we love that as well, because one of the entire phases of our process is how can we work with leaders uh, to better, number one, know and better coach uh, the people in their you know, downlines and, and their direct reports um, to build culture also while they're meeting those strong demands of growth and, and everything else the business is requiring. You hit on a lot, uh, and a lot from an outstanding conference in New York City, but I, I, I want to double back to the, the content chapter in Hul- uh, Hunt Scanlon's corporate culture report, which focused on developing a culture while working from home. So to that end, how do you create a cutting edge work from home culture and how do you build and maintain relationships while achieving great results in a work from home culture? No, great, great question. I think, you know, for leaders, it comes down to really balancing your focus on two things. It's driving those business results, but it's also building relationships. And you have to do that in tandem. And we found when teams get in trouble, especially in a work from home or hybrid environment, is when either of those two things, right, results or relationships gets over indexed and the other gets left behind. I think we saw, um, you know, at the beginning of, of COVID and when work from home was really kind of taking off, you would see organizations that got really productivity focused, right? It's okay. So people aren't here in the office. We're not watching them work every day. How do we know that they're being ultra productive? Yeah. And then you had other companies that would be very relationships or people focused and go, wait a second. Think about the challenges that all of our people are, are facing right now. Um, think about what it's like to try to work in a home where you may have um, you know, a significant other, or you may have children or pets that are running around and, and people's lives are upended. So how do we kind of focus on that? Um, and like I said, either, either one of those getting over indexed is what caused people to really have some challenges. So the people that could look back and go, you know what, we need to make sure that we're taking care of our people, but we also can't forget about, um, the productivity that's needed from them. And how can we help them create an environment? How can we organizationally create an environment through culture uh, that focuses on both of those things so that we're taking care of our people in order for them to be productive and drive the business outcomes um, of the company? And so that's that's kind of what we saw, you know, early on. And, and when you think about it and you ask, you know, maybe how would a leader do that? Like, give me two key takeaways, Derek. What, what are you talking about? How can I do this? What can I leave here with today? I think it's really two words, awareness and intentionality. And it really starts with knowing what it feels like to be around you as a leader, whether you're in the office or you're throwing up or showing up through a Zoom screen. You know, most leaders have a, a bias that they bring with them on day one towards this relationship or result orientation. But do you know that? And knowing that bias and to what extreme that bias exists is what's really important 
uh, from a leadership standpoint so that you can be who your team needs you to be and who your organization needs you to be. And our multi-rater feedback tool at Team Analytics, that's what it does. It helps leaders know exactly how they're being perceived and how in our coaching processes give leaders actionable insights on how to bring things like nurturing, for example, a more relationship-focused behavior and criticality, a more results-focused behavior into balance. So that's what we're looking for, awareness, intentionality, so that we can create that balance from a leadership perspective. Derek, Gallup research has found that 60% of employees are emotionally detached and 19% miserable. How do you address this through the use of data and building elite teams? Don't like hearing the word miserable, but how, how do, how do we, how do we address this? No, it's an, I mean, it's extremely alarming statistic. I mean, if you look at one in five people that you come in contact with each and every day in the work environment, are miserable. I mean, that is, that is, I don't know about you, Rob, but that that's is a sad. Lot. I mean, it's yeah, scary. that's sad. Um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make me feel good. And so I know we're passionate about, you know, really working on that and trying to fix that in every way that we can, you know, at Team Analytics. Our, our, you know, big goal is that everyone loves their job. I mean, at the end of the day, that's when we're successful. And so knowing that one in five people are miserable, wow, that's, that's a wake up call. Yeah. And, you know, and also if you think about it, I think that same study or, or a similar study shows that, you know, people will spend an average of 81,900 or 396 hours of their lives at work, 81,000 hours. And if we're spending those miserable, man, that's tough. And so tough. Um, I know we're passionate about it. I know a lot of the other organizations and, and people that were there as advisors at the conference, you know, this, this sickens us and we want to fix it. And so, um, you know, how do you, how do we do that at Teamalytics? A lot of different schools of thought when you think about, you know, research and engagement and what Gallup's working on and how to turn it around. From our perspective, it comes down to leadership and for each employee to feel deeply connected to a team that they're proud to be a part of. And so that's where we, we really put our focus. Um, and we provide the companies that we work with a framework and a data-driven approach to building elite teams. And we do that through like I've said previously, it's it's how can we help leaders gain awareness and intentionality of the impact that they're having and optimize that impact, build and create strong teams um, that show togetherness and focus on relationships and results, and then work with organizations as that kind of cascades throughout an organization to build um, and measure and implement a culture that's strategic for them to have winning outcomes uh, collectively as an organization. So that's kind of how we think about it. Um, using our proprietary data tools, platform, and coaches uh, to really pull that together. But there's more on that subject in our Hunt Scanlon reports. So I'd love for anybody to, to jump in and read that or give us a call if you're interested to learn more and exactly how we do that. Um, anybody on our team would be happy to talk to you. And, and so as we turn to wrap up, anything you'd like to add to kind of put a ribbon on this? Because you've given a lot of great information. How would we wrap this up today? Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks, Rob. I think the, the biggest takeaway, if, if you're out there and you're a leader and you're wondering, you know, what can I do in this environment that's either work from home or transitioning from work to home to hybrid, or, you know, you're in a return to office type environment, I would say figure out what it feels like to be around you at work. Call us. We've got some great tools to do it, but ask people, make sure you're getting some feedback from your remote employees and say, Hey, are you feeling as connected to me as maybe you did back when we were in the office? Or, um, have you noticed anything where, uh, there may be something in my behavior that shows a bias towards the people that are in the office versus the people that are away? And how can I fix that? So get feedback in some way as a leader. We believe it's the breakfast of champions. 
It creates awareness around your current state and the impact that you're having. Um, and then once you get that feedback, be intentional, right? Don't just take the feedback, um, but go and, and get some action oriented steps to, to get better every day and drive uh, the culture that you want for your team and your organization. So that, that would be the biggest takeaway for leaders, awareness, intentionality. Uh, like I said, we, we help teams with that all the time. Um, but if, if, if you're not coming to us, just go ask, ask your team. They, they know, and they'll give you some great feedback if you can build that trusting relationship with them. And I think a big takeaway for, for our listeners is get in touch with Teamalytics, reach out to them. They're great at what they do and, uh, you know, continue what is a very important conversation. And, and Derek, I'm, I'm grateful for your time today. Out, out, really outstanding stuff. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. Really enjoy it. Really enjoy the partnership with Hunt Scammon. And folks, I hope this podcast provides our listeners with a strong understanding of Derek and Teamalytics platform. And I wish Derek, you and Teamalytics continued success and hope to host you on future podcasts and at those conferences as well. That's all the time we have here today. Alongside Derek Loki of Teamalytics, I'm Rob Adams, and this has been Talent Talks.